This is a Rooster Teeth production. In 2009, multiple people were sent friend requests from a mysterious woman claiming to look for her sister. For those who accepted, they soon found themselves embroiled in a story involving terrorist organizations, cults, and a secret war between factions. Today, we look at the story of Junko Junsui. This is Red Web. Welcome back, everybody, to Red Web. Trevor Collins here, uh, co-host, my other co-host, Alfredo Diaz. Every Hello. week, we got another mystery, boy. Oh my goodness, this, uh, all right, this one sounds like an internet mystery. Got an internet mystery. I, I will say this is um, a small little fear that I have, you know, like during the Facebook times and MySpace times or whatever, if you're, or if you're even older than that, Friendster, like five people Ooh, got that. Like uh, five Geo people Cities. got that. <laughs> GeoCities, Zanga, oh Zanga. my God, we are aging ourselves. Um, no, I've always been afraid of just like random people sending your friend requests yeah i mean that's a that's a really good note and that's actually perfect a perfect way to start this whole episode because you need to put yourself back in the mindset of internet 2009 okay i know that's not a whole long time ago but back then people were like don't put your name on the internet and i remember when facebook came to my high school because around that time it was still college only and everyone was like, well, why would I put my real name, my real interests, and my real information on this? I'm, yeah. I'm used to MySpace, where I have a screen name. I have privacy. This is the internet. Anyone can yeah. be out there. You also, like, customize your MySpace page so it doesn't even load because you have too much stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, right. You got the, the glitter <laughs> mouse that you don't even know where you're clicking. You got music in the background. You can't pause. Oh my God, we're old. Just terrible websites built on HTML. You know, you got you got pervs in there. Seriously, though, yeah. like, you don't know who could be creeping around in the background look, of the internet. Like, I know a lot of you guys listening. You mm-hmm. just accept all these wild friend requests mm-hmm. and these follows because you're chasing that clout. But it seems like we're gonna figure out what clout can get you. Yeah, just sit down, accept Tom as your one and only MySpace friend. I freaked out. I was like, who the hell? Who's this man? Who's this Tom? Who is this Tom? Who is this? Why does he know everyone? Because I didn't know that he was like the owner of MySpace. Zuckerberg, I never got a friend request from that guy. (laughs) And I think, I think Tom was, you know, Tom was a better person. I don't know what's going on with robot Zuckerberg, but we, that's another mystery for another day. (laughs) But why don't we dive into this one? We're going all the way back to the beginning here. June 17th, 2009. Multiple people from across the world received Facebook friend requests from a woman named Junko Junsui. When looking at her profile pictures, it showed her as an attractive young blonde woman. And in addition to the friend request, some people received private messages from her. Mm, That is bait. It is bait. bait. That's bait right there. Don't do it. One message said this, quote, We do not know one another. Not yet. I feel people's ability to share and communicate. It is my effort to allocate my labor towards such people. I have talent that is empathy. Please forgive me for being so general. There are reasons. I am in some danger if I do not obscure all articulations or if I reveal too quickly. Justice is systematic and quickly here. Please be my friend. More revealing will take place soon. Blessed be Junko. End quote. Hell no. Is that what you say back? 
Hell no. I don't even say anything back. I don't I don't say anything. You got your privacy settings set to maximum security. Heck You're not getting no. this. You I'll lock everything down. I'm gonna lock everything up. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, what is there's no best case scenario, right? Like there's no upside here. There's no upside. It's probably a catfish. Like, it's just it's right. all bad. There's there's a lot to dive into here, and, and it's not good. And the thing is, this, this person's saying that they're in danger, yet they're over here sending friend requests on social like networks. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Listen here, Blue Eyes. I I don't buy it. That's your danger. I'm sorry. I got to be out of here. Yeah, and, and when you look at the grammar of the message, it's presumed that Junko was clearly, I mean, not an English speaker. It sounds yep. like it was either roughly translated through maybe like Google Translate or honestly, it does sound a bit like auto-generated English speak, to, for lack of a better phrase, like a, like a robo-generated mm-hmm. uh, English. So some users actually responded to her asking why she chose them specifically, and she claimed to have built an algorithm that found people through Google, which is very strange. Again, remember throughout this whole story, the mindset of that 2009, that early 2000s internet, because that is raising some red flags. Right. She elaborated to say that she was not allowed to leave her home and that she was looking for help in finding her sister. And eventually, like, talking with her, people figured out a few more details about her. She eventually revealed that she was a Circassian. Uh, Just for your information, since I wasn't aware of this, Circassia is a region uh, and former country in the North Caucasus and along the northeast shore of the Black Sea. It was destroyed by the Russian-Circassian War that resulted in 91% of the Circassians being exiled from this region. And this kind of explains her knowledge of Russian and Czech that people sort of felt out over the course of uh, right. many messages. And the fact that she wasn't clearly like wasn't a English first sort of speaker. So we have people all over the world getting these messages, getting these friend requests. And this made its way to a website called the Unfiction Forums. And people on this website began discussing Junko. And I should say that the Unfiction Forums are a popular ARG forum at that time. It's no longer available. It's shut down. but. What they do there is discuss ARGs that are going on in the world, and we'll dive a little bit more into that, but it made its way to that website where people started to talk about it. Now we flash forward about two months into August of 2009. A woman by the name of Dine Setney began posting on the Unfiction forums and privately messaging members, attacking them for investigating Junko and pretending to be her friend. She referred to Junko as her sister, but she also claimed to be searching for her missing sister. So at this point in time, it's not really clear on if Junko is her sister or if she, if this is another person who is also looking for her sister. Mm-hmm. But what's more is she even called out members of this community by name. And I managed to find one of these messages. Uh, it's a screenshot, an archive message, but I'll read it. And it went as follows. And it's in all caps, I should say this as well. Quote, Alex, I see who you are. I see no reason why you watch my sister. Your lies to speak in earnest and report back on her. You will not be like our benefactors keeping us always from birth under a watchful eye. Now you offer friendship but keep a dossier? This is not acceptable. End quote. Now this led people to believe it was more than an ARG. Because on the unfiction forums, it was a commonly respected rule that uh, that you were out of the game when you were speaking on the forums. The forums served purely to discuss the meta and the logistics of any ongoing ARG. And so when somebody steps forward, uses your real name, and drags your personal self into the game, Oof. and takes the ARG to the DMs of such a website, 
that's where people start to go, oh, okay, hold on a second. Is yeah. It, this, this has to be real then. Ooh, that's not good. That's no bueno. You never want to be personal on the internet like that. Oh no, for sure. And again, that's why I want to really drive home the fact that this is the early internet, right? The early 2000s. People don't tend to have an easy way to find their their real name. Uh, and if you're and if you're finding someone's real name, they either know you personally or they have ways with which that you got back to their Facebook account or somehow linked it up to. It's it's just a red flag for sure, right. especially when you're coming out and saying like, Alex, I know who you are. Like that's really disturbing. Yeah, Oof. that's that's the scary stuff where you just like. You're going back and forth with somebody and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like during those times, they drop some type of like personal information, even if it's even like way back then, it's just like, oh, okay, Tahoe. And you're just like, okay, whoa, no, how do you know? Why, how why do are you, you saying Tahoe? Why are you saying that? How do you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that was scary back then. If someone just knew even the general area that you were in. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're saying like, I see who you are. And they're also building out this narrative of what's going on between you know, what's happening with Junko or these sisters or whatever, but some still believed that it was an ARG while others believed it was real. And this led to a growing concern about safety and the participation in this story, or at least in this mystery. And again, people were receiving messages with their names, not their online handles. So at this point in time, users began advising each other to use new screen names, make new profiles. That way they couldn't be traced back to their you know, personal information. They couldn't be doxxed in any way. And some outright responded back stating that, hey, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm uncomfortable with having my real name being dragged into this game. And a lot of people ultimately just quit. They stopped investigating whatever was going on here and just left. Oof. On August 12th, Junko posted a link to an ad from a biotech company called Nippon Shin Aisei, which translates to Japan New Health in English. Now this video claimed that Junsui was the future of humanity. There was a woman in the video who appeared to be Junko herself, and Junsui, or the quote, sisterhood of the pure, are an evolved form of women with three X chromosomes instead of two. I'm just gonna read the Japanese subtitles that came up throughout the video so you can get kind of an understanding of what this video entailed. It says as follows. For countless millennia, humans have evolved unconsciously, spreading out to populate the world. For the first time ever, we may glimpse our long genetic inheritance, and from it, we may plot the path by which we wish to continue. Junko is the first child of her type to ever be born. She and the other Junsui are the children of all mankind. Through the new technology of genetic target augmentation, Junko has been gifted with only the most optimal human alleles. Junsui are the best of all we have ever been, and therefore represent the best way of coping with an uncertain future. Well, let me get your read on that first, before I proceed into the what happens at the end of the video, Fredo. Let me get mm -hmm. your read on what's happening so far, just with these subtitles. I mean, this is... God we got man, genetic I, target augmentation talking about the optimal human alleles. I would have stepped so far away from this already that I am now trying to place myself in a situation that I would never put myself in. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to imagine like I'm just, just trying to imagine. I mean, like, that's red flag number 50 at this right. point. You're looking at the hell a out forest of, there. of red flags. Yeah. Talk about weird genetic stuff. Like, even if this was the truth, 
What is the point of going mm-hmm. down this rabbit hole? It seems like if the, even if this was true and this was something that was going on and you and you were one of these people that received a friend request and received one of these messages, you got to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I about to get my human alleles modified or targeted yeah, well, yeah. or something like? Yeah. What, what is going on here? It's whew. public. Nothing, inver- nothing like, good comes from this. Topic. Private information's been like fished out and there's mm-hmm. all types of just I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, if you're down this far. You want to go even further, right? Like you're already, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. But in for a penny, in for a pound. I just, oof, like, I don't know. I don't know what comes from this. Nothing. I, never, I would never have put myself here in the first place. Right. Makes no sense. <laughs> no way. Well, at the conclusion of the video, there seemed to be some sort of glitch at the end before it then showed this message. Quote, this is not the end. This is how it begins. We are ready to sacrifice ourselves to light the world. If your body is your enemy's property, then you can strike back at your enemy through your body. You can turn your body into a match to burn down your enemy's house. You are the pure light of destruction. This is how it begins. You are ready to sacrifice yourself. Your body is a matchstick, ready to catch fire. This is not the end." End And with that, the video ended and it immediately played another video. In this video, that also, by the way, sounds very That's disconcerting. Cultish. That is super cultish. That's very cultish. Absolutely. Especially with the, uh, like, be ready to sacrifice yourself. Throw yeah. yourself away at, for the sake of this cause, for, for whatever, you know, the enemy is here. Very unsettling. But again, the video ends and then it immediately played another video. And this video depicted a nude model in various poses of either discomfort or pleasure. It kind of goes back and forth between... Um, and I don't believe that you see anything. She, you just tell she's not wearing clothes, but there's nothing like pornographic about this video. Mm-hmm. And on this video, throughout the video, I should say, there was Russian text shown on top of it. And after rough translations, it was deduced that the woman was exposed to some type of environmental exposure of some sort. There was also this reference to the Aharonov Bohm effect, which, very, very simply put, it's a scientific principle relating to quantum mechanics. I won't dive into it. I won't even pretend to know how to explain it. But yeah. Oh my God. I was about to say that's going to go right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> there's there, basically the, the, there's a lot of, okay. Environmental exposure and something about quantum mechanics are being overlaid on this video in Russian. And among this text, there's also four coordinates that can be seen at various points throughout the video. And when you look at those on a map, they place themselves in Russia, in Norway, in Tibet and Australia. And oddly enough, when you plot those points out on a map, it's revealed that they're, they are actually along a straight line axis, which is a, an interesting convenience, I think. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? At this point, you know, we're plotting things on maps. Dude, this, uh, is just, this all just sounds just like crazy talk to me. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I get it. It's happening. People are, people are curious. People are in there, man. And oddly enough, you know, people obviously wanted to re-watch this video to figure out, okay, what is this Russian saying? I missed something. There's coordinates in here. If you tried to re-watch that video again, you would be met with an error message. Uh, I won't read out that error message for you. It's mostly just gibberish. It just says error, database error, cannot execute the query, and then it's a bunch of characters. However, within those characters, you can kind of decipher the word enemy and is and the and it kind of just falls off by there. And then it says all corpse. So basically it looks like it says the enemy is the end of all corpse 
or corporations or something like that. Mm, like I said, okay. it's it's a lot of characters, but within this error message, again, it says the enemy. And people figured out that you can click on the phrase, the enemy, and it would take you to what appeared to be a simple Google page, just a Google search page. And then people figured out, okay, well, if I search the enemy there on that Google page, uh, it would take me to a website for a Russian security company called Alpha Center. And the location of this security company supposedly, the, the like when you looked at the site and, and it talked about this Russian security company, in there, it talked about places that they patrolled, areas of their effect, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that sort of lined up with the Russian coordinate that was given earlier in the video as a happenstance. Oh, this rabbit hole is so deep. It's, it's deep, man. And it, I don't know, it, it, it gets a little bit deeper here, but not too much. It's, it's more straightforward than like Cicada God. But people then went back to the Google page and then figured out, I don't know how they did this, but they figured out if they typed in Alpha Center, which I should say, I should clarify, it sounds the same in English. It's in Russian, but that's what it means in English is Alpha Center. But anyway, they typed in the Russian version of that into that same Google page, and it took users to what appeared to be a live video feed of a woman in a small white room. It's a very small white box, all white, very bright. And the video would only play for about 15 minutes at a time, but when people looked at this, this live stream, it appeared to have over 20 hours worth of total footage. And it's Whoa. deeply unsettling. It's a woman, I believe she had dark hair, uh, and she's just stood in what, what amounted to be like a four by four white box. And the camera's kind of looking down on her like a security camera. It's very much like The Ring or any of those horror movies that had that kind of trope Mm-hmm. You know, white. Yeah, room. that's what I was picturing. Yeah, it's uh, it's very unsettling. And at this point, this is where the mystery really started to obviously pick up a lot of traction and gained a lot of interest from all around the internet, not just the unfiction forums. And a subreddit was actually formed to discuss Junko Jinsui, and people began investigating Alpha Center as well, the uh, the Russian security company. Now these redditors found what was supposedly Alpha Center's website and claimed that when they went there, the website tracked the IP address of anybody who visited. They also said that they found mm. a login screen on this website, and See. many people tried to brute force their way past it to figure out what was going on, some <laughs> going so far as to message Alpha Center themselves, and, and I'll dive into that a little bit more later. But man, it starts to get hairy. Yeah, I mean, like, now, you know, tracking IP addresses and stuff like that, like, you, I don't know, man. I'd be afraid that I'm being put on a list. Absolutely. I, I didn't listen. I list. didn't know enough about the internet back then, and I don't know what kind of age range these individuals who were, you know, looking mm -hmm. into this were. But I knew enough to know that I should not be messing with anybody that could try to figure out my IP address, to figure out my name. I wasn't having it. I was out. I would have been so, so far, far away gone. from this. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Like I'm Hell totally with no. you from the very beginning of this. Like if I get a random friend request. Decline and move on. <laughs> like that's that's what would have, like that's as deep as I would have gotten, ankle deep. But with the expansion now of privacy concerns, remember people's names are being doxed. With the expansion of these privacy concerns, reaching out, touching on the fact that people might you know, track your IP address, a privacy mm. guide was created and pinned at the top of that subreddit, warning users to quote, if you don't know if something is real or not, beyond all reasonable doubt, assume that it is. End quote and urged people to consider using like a VPN or use the Tor browser, which we've discussed on this show before. 
all different ways to hide your IP address and increase your internet footprint anonymity. Mm. But despite the growing security concerns, the mystery went on for months with new clues being found ranging from phone numbers to notes. Like this is such a specific thing and I and I we're not going to dive into all the details of every little ounce of uh, what went down here with Jungle Junsui, but it went all the way as to such specific things as notes hidden in Chilean libraries. It got pretty wild, and most sought to figure out who was behind all of this to no avail. And that's, you know, that's the following months from August to October is just kind of that, is kind of feeling it out. Someone that has way too much time in their hands. <laughs> yeah, or like. just like, or is really searching for a select few, I guess, like, you know, or someone that just needs help, right? Yeah, like that's one of true. the, one of the theories at this juncture is that this is real, that this is, that this Junko individual like is caught up in some mess and trying to drag others in or, and, and I want to delicately position this, but like, or that she was somebody who was mentally unwell, which is totally, you know, totally possible. And it happens. It, that's, that's the problem here is that we just, we just don't know a whole lot at this point. And the clues, like I said, range from such wild things as like Google searches to something as specific as niche as a note hidden in a library in Chile. So wild. But anyway, those are the following months, right? This is this is August of 2009. Uh, and, and that kind of goes on for a little bit as people either fell in, fell out of this mystery. It, it garnered a lot of attention. And then in October of 2009 was when the last was ever heard from Junsui and anybody else involved. That's when all the posts stopped. Ooh. 4chan eventually got involved and started doxing members of the community that were attempting to gather information about Junko and Why? about this whole mystery. I'm not exactly sure. It's 4chan what? after all. Who knows what they're after? That's so weird. Yeah. It And that just kind of increased the security issues. And the combination of these two factors essentially just killed the whole thing. Most people distanced themselves from Junko Junsui yeah. and the investigations kind of petered out at this point. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the space between the mystery, where I get to talk to you, the audience, the listener, the viewer, however you get to this podcast. We're on many different platforms, and I thank you all for your continued support. The podcast has been doing amazingly. Thanks to you all. And I just want to say... Uh, hey, we have some merchandise now. If you want to sip on some tea or some coffee or maybe just hot water because you're a weirdo like that, maybe we'll make a mystery about you. There is a Red Web mug and t-shirt that you can get to continue to support the show over at store.roosterteeth.com. That's Rooster Teeth. What is that? That's the company we work for. It's also a place that you can listen to the show and leave comments if you uh, if you want the if you want the show that way. But anyway, let's talk about a couple sponsors that also help bring the show directly to your eardrums. There's more to clear effective communication than just catching spelling mistakes. Grammarly Premium gives you real-time feedback and insights to help you elevate your writing through tone, word choice, clarity, and more. In fact, our own Alfredo Diaz uses Grammarly all the time. So, Fredo, uh, tell me a little bit about Grammarly and how you use it. hey -o. Uh Yeah, dude, uh, I've been using Grammarly in my household for over a year now. I use it when I'm... Uh putting out tweets and whatnot, because obviously I don't want to put out like a tweet or like an Instagram post and have like errors, especially like on Twitter where you can't correct it. And then everyone, uh, when I'm trying to discuss something, every all everyone is talking about is just like the, the improper grammar I'm using or the misspelling of something. So I'll use it um, on social media, but then my 
girlfriend, the missus, she's currently in nursing school. And I mean, that speaks for itself. She's writing papers all the time. So <laughs> when does she not use something like Grammarly? So quite handy. And uh, especially for like on my phone, all I got to do is click a couple buttons and it just auto corrects things that need to be corrected. And I'm all set and good to go. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I absolutely could use this in my emails because I write a lot of them and uh, I don't want to look like a loon, right? I don't want to look like a fool when I'm talking to my boss. But anyway, Grammarly Premium helps you write like a pro with advanced real-time feedback, level up your writing for work, school, or personal projects. Premium features include advanced suggestions on grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, and style, and it's perfect. It's the perfect writing tool for anyone who wants to stand out with every word. Harness the power of Grammarly on every platform with their desktop editor, their browser plugin, and the mobile app. Improve your writing on all your favorite sites and apps, on Outlook, on Gmail, Twitter, LinkedIn, and more. Don't just say it, make a statement with clear, flawless text that's sure to impress. Grammarly doesn't just correct your mistakes, it also helps build your skills as a writer. So elevate your writing today with 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at grammarly.com slash redweb. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash redweb. We've got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode, The Jordan Harbinger Show, which is a podcast that you really should be listening to. And I know that every day somebody tells you that you have to listen to some podcast and you nod and you say, sure, and then you never listen to it. Don't let that happen here. Jordan's show, which Apple named one of its best of 2018, is aimed at making you better informed, more critical when it comes to thinking, so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions on what's happening, even in your own brain. Each episode is a conversation with a different, fascinating guest, and when they say there's something for everyone, they really mean it. In one episode, Jordan talks to a hostage negotiator from the FBI who offers techniques on how to get people to like and trust you, which sounds useful and disturbing all at the same time. Another episode tells a story of a professional art forger who somehow made millions of dollars while being chased by the feds and the mafia. One episode of Jordan's show that I absolutely recommend features Adam Savage, and that episode is titled Every Tool's a Hammer. He's a fascinating individual. I recommend you check that episode out if you know uh, if his show Savage Builds or Mythbusters. He's a fascinating guest. Another episode I recommend features guest Jennifer L. Ebert, uh, and they go into the science of why we are biased. So if you want to dive into the mind, especially if you like what we talk about in Red Web, you might find that one very fascinating. Jordan's always focused on pulling useful practical insights out of his brilliant guests, and they're not talking about pop psychology or wishy-washy self-help stuff here. The episodes are actually loaded with bits of wisdom that you can use to legitimately change your mind and improve your life right away. We really enjoy this show, and we think that you will as well. So search The Jordan Harbinger Show, H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So now that we've got that, that's kind of the bread and butter of this whole mystery. I'll kind of go over a quick recap just to really truncate, because I know it kind of got a little nebulous in there. So here's essentially what happened. Friend request from a woman named Junko Jansui started appearing on random Facebook profiles. She's looking for her sister, both of which were members of a group called the Junsui. People who received messages believed it was an ARG and a community started to form in order to investigate. And messages led to a Vimeo video, which led to a Google page, which led to Alpha Center, 
which then led to the video feed of the girl in the cell. And at this point, people began to put the whole story together, claiming that this Russian security group called Alpha Center was hunting and imprisoning individuals with certain genetics. This sisterhood was reaching out in order to get help, to find missing members, and perhaps to free individuals who had been captured. And this is where the narrative of the Jensui versus the Alpha Center started to emerge with different community members taking sides. And this, I want to say, is probably why, uh, you know, 4chan, I think, in, in looking at this, those users tended to land on the Jensui side, mm -hmm. where the originating unfiction forum users kind of fell on the Alpha Center side. And I think that kind of adversity is why 4chan maybe was kind of doxing individuals because it became like an us right. versus you sort of thing. Okay. And the reason why the unfiction folks went on the alpha center side was because of those messages that I read out earlier from Dine and how aggressive they were and the fact that they were kind of going after people's real names. Mm -hmm. So that's why they kind of landed on that side. But uh, that's where we're at. That's the kind of Junko Junsui <sighs> mystery in a nutshell. But it's not the end, per se. There's a couple other trickling details here to touch on. Okay. But they don't come for another couple years. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I, Just thinking that it's dead and over and done with. I would have run away. If, if, if I ran from this and it cropped back up five years on, I'm just going, all right. Uh, that's enough this what is this what's exactly. going on exactly having something like this just like followers just like come on that must be so annoying oh absolutely like just having that over your shoulder that's why you just don't mess it's with spooky like dude it's too wild yeah so five years later in 2014 an app called alpha archive and again this is the russian spelling but english pronunciation was released on the apple app store this app continued the story of Alpha Center and the Junsui. Users interacted with a hacker via this app who was leaking hidden information. Users were then given information to log into secret military websites and hidden servers that gave access to Alpha Center documents and photos. And the app asked for permission to use the camera and location services of the phone, which led to a lot of paranoia among users. At one point, the hacker, who again was in the app, asked users for money to access further documentation. And that starts to become a bit of a red flag, um, in addition to the many others. And what's interesting here is that uh, users were also asked to download a Chrome extension called Alpha Cipher. No. And that- Give them access to your computer. Right, man. You Jeez, don't... Get, get away from this. Yeah, you don't take the spirit off the VHS tape and inject it into every electronic you've got in the house. I'm just saying. <laughs> you just don't do it. But they, these users were asked to download a Chrome extension called Alpha Cipher that was supposedly meant to help them in their journeys uh, for finding information by providing access to a, quote, a dark net of phantom pages and websites. See? It just gets... Mm -hmm. As if it couldn't get any worse. Now we're talking dark net. We're talking Come about phantom pages on. in the dark net. This extension would occasionally play a hidden video on some sites, seemingly at random. And I don't know if that just means I'm doing my normal browsing and this extension injected this video to me or not. Christian, I don't know if you happen to know by chance, were these videos just kind of crop up on normal browsing websites or specific websites at random? It was hard to tell from research. One specific mm -hmm. example 
they played the video on, I think it was the Facebook page for American Express. <laughs> Weird. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so random. And it involved, for in that specific example I saw, they had to write a specific message in a comment on the page, and then that triggered what was basically a glitch Whoa. effect on screen, and then the video played on the web page. What? Oh, so it's like a, like an Easter egg mixed with a what? Uh, all right, video? All this, weird. All this is pretty scary, but I mean, that's kind of cool. But that, that, <laughs> I'll be honest, that was pretty neat. That was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'll be real with you on that one. Well, to make things uh, more interesting, I'll say, it was supposedly released, this Chrome extension, by WikiLeaks, with Edward Snowden himself having offered input on the technical aspects of oh, the extension. Hell. However, the extension has since been removed, thankfully, from the Chrome Web Store, and thus concludes the points in history, the, the facts that we have surrounding the Junko Jensui mystery. And that leaves us with the theories. And I want to say this before we dive into the theories for years following the events, because I want to what I like to do, regardless of our own predispositions, when we when we talk about these topics is really get into the mindset of the individuals kind of living these mysteries in the moment, because that's one of the unique elements that we have when talking about Internet based mysteries is that they're kind of like in our recent history. We yeah. can imagine being there along the way. Some of them that we've talked about are still unfolding right now. But again, it, there was years between, you know, these apps and extensions coming out and the meat of the mystery. Mm -hmm. And for the years following these events, people had taken sides on what was really going on with Junko Junsui. But what's interesting here is that most people truly just couldn't tell. Was it real? Was it fake? And if it was fake, was it an ARG? Or was it a social experiment? Who created it? Why was it created? Was it promoting right. something? What's going on here? There's just... I mean, you want to lean one way or the other, but still, there's so many questions left. And on one hand, you know, there's clues here that unfold that could be followed, right? Like a puzzle. So many ways to dissect it. Right. But on the other hand, there was widespread condemnation for how this was handled, assuming it was an ARG. This is not how ARGs are handled. And this is, there's like no rules. There's no outline for how to make, how to take part in this experiment. You know, it just kind of was. It was just something that existed. And, uh... You know, there's a lot of real threads being pulled on and a lot of real people being doxxed. There's a lot of privacy concerns. It it really, you know, crossed the line between real and fake here. And that's kind of where the theories are going to focus on, on A, if this is real or B, if this is, you know, imaginary. How is there no, like, internet government task force you know hey, I mean? like the to go after this oh no the red <laughs> web task force look i don't want to be a part of that task force man get me away from that you just created the task force you're you're man number one look i you're will my be guy in the chair partial finder of set no the guy in the chair no it won't okay, end fine. Well I'll be for in the, the guy chair. in the you're chair you're in the field uh, well, no. Uh, the chair <laughs> sounds like it might be a comfy chair. I'll sit in the chair. <laughs> I'll get you a nice ergonomic one. I'll get it all broken in, <laughs> pre-worn. Oh man, the task force. Now that's that's interesting. Maybe I, we'll I mean, I'm assuming there. I'm just, I mean, I'm sure there is. It's just go CIA, after this stuff. The yeah. MI5. You know. Yeah. Oh. That's wild. Yeah, Hunt this down. You gotta. People need to start digging into this stuff. So let's take a look at both sides of this. So let's start with theory number one, assuming that this is real, because there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of threads here being pulled on that are real, and there's a lot to really substantiate that this was something 
that what was being said was reality. Right. Okay? So point number one would simply be that the sisterhood that was referred to over and over throughout this whole thing is a real terrorist organization. In fact, there was one point in time where Junko herself warned of an impending attack. And I believe it was the next day, but some say within the hour of that message, of that warning, there was an actual suicide bomber that struck somewhere in Russia near where Jensui was apparently located. Furthermore, Dain, the individual that came forward, who was Junko's sister, uh, supposedly, mm -hmm. and a group called the Black Widows, were also found on a real terrorist watch list, complete with videos of them in action. And on top of all of that, Junsui and sisterhood were both synonymous terms to that of the Black Widows, who targeted Russian security companies in the Caucasus region, which if you recall is the same region that Junko identified herself as kind of coming from, as a Circassian. And so there's a lot here that really substantiate that like, okay, the, the Russian task forces here, maybe there's more to this Junsui group than we realize. Maybe it's not this genetic focused thing. Maybe maybe it's a terrorist group. I don't know. But but furthermore, to complicate it even more, or I guess to like really drive this home, Alpha Center is a real security company in Russia. And users involved in the game actually messaged the company about the woman in the cell and other very damning claims uh, that emerged from this story. Oh. And, you know, many of these users that reached out assumed that this was an ARG, and they had no mm -hmm. clue that they were actually reaching out to a real Russian security firm. And they found out when the company responded back threatening litigation. Oh. And, and this scared off a lot of people from messaging yeah. or trying to brute force their way into their website. Rightfully so. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. There were just so many like, reasons not to do this. Oh, At there's all. so just, many just blunders happening here. Front to back, man. It's this, just let big no-nos. A, a warning to anybody who st thinks that they're stepping into a mystery or they find themselves yeah. involved in some actual ARG or whatever. Don't just take it easy. Yeah. Let let somebody else do all the more nefarious things. Mm. Uh, but one last point to really drive home the, the reality here uh, was that there was a, a North Korean phone number. And on one of the many websites that was discovered as part of this story, there was a phone number listed that was connected to the North Korean government. And so that's, that's pretty much all of the real world connectivity that we have here. Theory number two is that this is imagined in some way, that this is an ARG or a social experiment or what have you. Well, I don't need to go very much further because in 2014, I know this might be somewhat of a letdown, but Two individuals named Rob Outen and Patrick Marcasano came forward and claimed that this was an ARG. Maybe not in those words, but they claimed that they created this as an event. Outen himself was an established video game writer, having worked on titles such as Gears of War Judgment and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. They claimed that they conceptualized the idea back in 2007, and they admitted that the project took on a life of its own as more and more people became involved, and that it became, quote, impossible to control. Which, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yep. It just got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. It's worth noting here that, again, they never explicitly called this an ARG. I don't know if this was some sort of just storytelling piece. Um, I believe in subsequent interviews, uh, they, they claimed that 
they were just looking to garner an audience. What they did with that audience was never really planned. And eventually, what they said was down in 2014, when the app came forward and they tried to monetize the app, that's when they tried to essentially monetize whatever audience they had garnered. I uh-huh. think that kind of failed. Yep. So they also went forward and tried to discredit many of the multiple real-world claims that are very clearly apparent here. So as far as the terrorist organization piece, they said Dine was a fictional character, that the footage was something that they shot with their friends, that the website that listed them as a terrorist organization was a private security firm that simply believed in the Junko stories that had been propagated. That there was no real world activity here, it's just that this private security firm believed it themselves. They believed this story about Junko. And that the suicide bombing that happened the day after Junko's warning, or that was just, yeah, it was unconnected. It was an unfortunate coincidence. Whoa, they believed it, but didn't believe it that much. Yeah, so so this is them kind of, the creators of this story, debunking systematically all of the reasons why people thought this was real. And it kind of made it more complicated when a, a real world Russian company came forward and was like, okay, we believe these Junko Jensui stories and started to kind of put those on their website in some way or you know list these characters as terrorists right Mm -hmm. alpha center was in fact a real company that was founded in 2013 which was four years after junko jensui you know began and so that's another easy way to invalidate the fact that this was real and then when it came to the north korean attachment it was a real connection to the North Korean government because what happened was people from the North Korean government tried to reach out to these characters in the game, like Junko, for example, and that inadvertently led them to the creators of this game. And the two of them kind of wanted to capitalize on the fact that they had the attention of the North Korean government. And so they responded back in character and kind of used this connection to further enhance the story. So. They kind of systematically debunked all of the things that people were leaning on when they were really worried about this being real. So with the North Korean note, did a little bit more digging. The individual that had reached out to Outen and Mark Asano, they worked for the North Korean foreign ministry and were doing outreach looking for military contractors and private security companies. And they had actually messaged the Alpha Center website. And that's how the correspondence began. Oh, so they could have like started a little business. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So out in Marcosano, they got that message and they said, well, we need to perpetuate this and keep this going. So let's see where this leads. That's wild. In regards to like people getting doxxed by Dine, the character Dine, they said that they only used names that were visible on users' social media profiles. And so maybe they did a little extra digging that made people feel uncomfortable. You know, if it wasn't like right there on the Unfiction website. They moved if it, on to the next person. Yeah, if, I mean, it, maybe if it was like a couple clicks away, then someone's like, how did you easily find that? That's kind of unsettling. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. You know, it, a lot of people really don't. This is the most controversial ARG that comes to mind uh, that might be of all time, really. Uh, Because a lot of people really don't like how it was handled, the fact that it essentially followed no rules, that a lot of people were really concerned about their own personal safety. A lot of the, there's just a lot going on here. But ultimately, this debunking here was their kind of all persons fictitious disclaimer that was trying to state that this was all, you know, this had no relation to real events in any 
correlation to real-world events were simply coincidence. But what makes it difficult to really delineate everything is that it's clear that, you know, they tried to blur the lines between reality and fiction in a way that tried to, you know, in order to create, like, an immersive story that felt truly real, but perhaps, like, too real. I'm about to say too real. Yeah, too real. I mean, you're getting, like, I don't know, you're getting these companies and governments involved, like... Yeah, you got the North Korean government involved. That's impressive, but also... Like, <laughs> also, duh. like, you're getting, like, everyday people, like, sucked into that same pot. Mm-hmm. A bit much. So this was a really interesting one. I, I really liked, like, I want to hear how people felt about it, because I was concerned, you know, that this would fall flat having turned out that it was an ARG. You know, there's mysteries that we do want to uh, kind of discuss. Uh, that Some of them do kind of have a resolution in the end. I, I like that this has the resolution because every once in a while I'm just like, ah, right. Damn. You kind of want to know, but I, I like that. But I also hope it doesn't undermine the kind of eeriness that goes along with it because like, it's kind of like a ride, you know, you're, you're in there, you're, you're sympathizing with everybody involved. And at the end you kind of have that nice button of, well, at least it wasn't real. <laughs> at least the, the security issues and the, were all like unfounded. No. That's, that's how I played out for me. I was just like, everybody run, get away from it. But And then at the end, just knowing that like, okay, it wasn't as serious. And I actually got to know what this is about. This time. Yeah. There was an actual conclusion to this. I'm, a, I'm about it. Yeah. Every now and then it's nice to know that there's like, there are no monsters in the closet. At least not this time. Maybe under the bed, but not. I mean, trust me, they're, they're, we've had a ton, a ton of things where we just don't know about. And it's mm-hmm. just like. You know, there's also some really cool stuff that we like talk about that's that we could probably revisit in a future episode. Oh, for sure. And then there's also like things that are going on today. Yeah. That we could soon visit. You talk about this monolith. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit because I, I, I was talking to Christian last night. I wanted to do a whole episode on it, but there just isn't any information. It would. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. But I'd be remiss. I mean, I'm really happy that you brought it up because this this monolith in Utah disappeared. Apparently, another one up, showed up in what Norway or something. Popping like, up, disappearing. I'm just yeah. like, ooh, there's some red web stuff right some, here. Some mystery going on. Yo, it's, get the task force going. Get the task force. <laughs> dial them up. That's us. Who are you gonna call, Fredo? No, don't what? call me. No. I ain't going to answer. <laughs> you got a blinking red light. You got about 500 messages. Okay. <laughs> Someone's going to be like in the middle of the field, in the middle of all of it, and just go like, look, I got a guy. And then it's like, nope, I don't. It went straight to voicemail. <laughs> I, got, I got a guy. He blocked my number. <laughs> We'd be like the worst men in black. We'd be like, Mm-mm, nope, that sounds spooky <laughs> yeah. as hell. Not doing it. All right. Well, that concludes another mystery. Well, not so much a mystery this week, but... Every Monday, as you know, we dive into a new mystery. And if you have one that you've stumbled into on the internet, in real world, uh, feel free to suggest it to us on Twitter or in the reviews if you're listening on iTunes or on the website, roosterteeth.com. There's a lot of ways to listen to this show, and we really appreciate all the feedback. You guys have suggested so many different topics. I know you've been clamoring for an ARG, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one um, as we kind of cook up a couple more on the back burner. But... Anyway, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week for another mystery. Bye-bye.